Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, VP Podcast listeners. It is Monday, May 8. I'm Kim Hauer, and Amber Hassefort is joining me this week. Did I say that right? You did. Oh, good. I do get Dutch names pretty well, usually, <laughs> um, but I did have to check the uh, thing to see if it was Harsevort or Hassefort. 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 Yes, Hassefort. They're probably all from the same line. Let's be honest. <sighs> there the are Dutch so people. many Hassefort's. <laughs> yes. And they all spelled them differently. Yeah, they do. So it just depended who was on the shoreline registering people as they came across. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to with the Dutch names. Most of them were like lazy and they're like, screw that. Um, <laughs> anyway, Hassefort, Amber, thank you for joining me this week. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to get to know you better. And our listeners will get to know you better and go through scriptures with you. Okay. So we've had some good off-air chat getting prepped for this, so I know it's going to rock. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So we have five days, so we'll learn a little bit each day. <laughs> Today, just a little about who you are, what you do, your family. Um, so I have been coming to Victory Point for about 13 years now. Um, me and my husband, Kirk, um, will be married for 10 years this this month end of may wow so yeah um whoop, whoop. we have two kids um kirk's previous marriage he has a son and a daughter um they are both kind of out of state well luke is in detroit leah is in um cedar rapids iowa um and yeah we live in west olive and out in the country we just got three pigs, so we have a little farmstead starting. Ooh, how exciting. New adventures. Yeah. 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 So um, we snowmobile. We love the winter. Um, I am not a summer person. I'm so sorry, Kim. <laughs> I know you love the heat. <sighs> we do not. Um, I just, yeah. yeah. It was difficult getting you to record with me a few months ago when it was winter. <laughs> yeah, we were gone. And I'm like, what the heck? Who goes away in the winter time and has uh, fun? The Hossaforts do. The Hossaforts snowmobile. Do. Yep. And we love it. It's something we both really enjoy together. And we just go. Enjoy um, God's beautiful nature. Oh, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So, I can see that would be pretty. It is. It's just too cold. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, when it's negative 13 in the morning, when you're getting ready to go, you're like, oh, you know, I think I could have one more cup of coffee before I get on and yeah. go for the morning. So, yeah, yeah, no. So that's about it for me. I mean. Um, do you work outside the home? I do. Yep. Okay. I, um, I work part-time for Legacy Icons. It's a orthodox um, business that is in Zealand. Um, we make uh, icons for the orthodox churches, um, big cathedral um, paintings and yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, you had to explain to me what an icon was because I was thinking like an app icon. Oh, and they're no. kind of like that. They're just on the walls. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, a lot of the Orthodox churches, um, 
have all these beautiful paintings and pictures all over um, for their community and, yeah, all the people to ooh and ah about. Right. They are beautiful churches. That is for certain. Yeah. Um, so very cool. Yeah. Fun to be a part of it. Did not know that little company existed in <laughs> Zealand. And uh, I've been in Zealand my entire life. So yeah. who knew? Okay. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, we are continuing in our book of Matthew journey here. Um, we are up to Matthew 18, verse 15 through 20 uh, for today. And I asked Amber if she would read that. And she said it was the shorter one. So she would. So <laughs> go course. ahead. Please read that for us. Okay. Um, starting at verse 15. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. If he will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with you. Thank you. Um what version are you reading that from? I am reading from the NIV Student Bible. Huh. That's interesting. It's very different than my NIV app Bible. <laughs> yes. Um, I Not believe that Bible. we are all students. Yeah. And That's a good one. I'm, it just sounded very different than what I was reading along with, and I thought that was interesting. Um, in fact, the other paper Bible I've got here is also NIV and didn't match. Anyway, loved it. I love that version. Um, so as you read that <laughs> and studied that, um, was there anything that stood out to you about who God is, the nature of God, or um, just anything in general that stood out to you as you were reading through that? Um, yeah, God has guidelines for us, and he wants us to do things in a certain way. Um, but as humans, we tend to always, um, during conflict, we'll turn away from each other and re have resentment. So I do feel like he's like, okay, we need to hit this head on and let's just resolve our issues and come back together. Yeah, I like that. I think that was one of the big things that stood out to me as well in um I think it's kind of worded in a way of like a step-by-step -step process, but I don't think it's really meant to be. I mean, ultimately, if we say the first step is if your brother sins against you, I think a lot of times this is where we kind of really mess up to begin with is that we don't like to go to people and tell them, hey, you offended me. You hurt me. Um, we'd rather just kind of stew about it. Yeah, we do. Or, or think, well, how do they not know that? But sometimes, right, like we don't all get offended or hurt by the same things. We're different people. So it makes sense. Like if you did something that hurt me, the responsibility is on me right. to go to, to you to me and tell and me, say, hey, 
you hurt me. Right. And then the responsibility is on you to either A, repent, apologize, and then everything's fine, right? Like you work it out. You resolve the issue. Yeah. It never has to get beyond that. It shouldn't it have shouldn't. to. No. No, granted, there are much bigger issues in life that sometimes it does require more. Um, but yeah, I kind of like that. Like, It seems very simple, right? Like it just kind of makes sense. And it, generally, we like to think of this as um, church discipline, which has kind of gotten a bad rap. I feel like um, we've kind of abandoned that in yeah. The American church over the decades. Um, you rarely hear about churches doing it. Now, maybe they're doing it in private, quote unquote, right? Um, but I feel like even step one, that's it's not a church thing. That's a, it's a, personal a human thing. personal yeah, thing, yeah. right? That's an individual responsibility. Right. Um, so everybody can learn. Step one is if somebody hurts you or offends you, go to that person. Right. Don't just hold it in. I mean, there's some offenses, I think, that you can maybe just walk away from and be like, yeah, we have a little bit difference of opinion, whatever. Let's agree to disagree on this. Yeah. Right. And as long as you do that, though, without holding a grudge, right? Because sometimes I think those things will fester. Well, as humans, that's what we do. Yeah. Human nature. Right. And we think we're being kind of not over-exaggerating things and making it a big deal when it's not a big deal. But then again, like those things, if you're in relationship with people. Yeah, it doesn't have it's to gonna be a big deal. It's going to keep happening, right? Like you could have then five things. Mm-hmm. And then build. all of a sudden, number six, you're like, I've had it, <laughs> you know? Um, and then unfortunately, we want to dig up all the previous five. Right. That we were able to just kind of say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I can allow grace for that. And not worry about it. Yeah. Um, but then number six comes and we're like, well, do you remember when? <laughs> it's too late for that. Too late for that. <laughs> um, but I think this is such a good reminder, I think. Yeah. Just dealing with people. And, you know, as a body of believers, we have to hold each other accountable for our actions and our words. And I think that's kind of God's way of saying like, hey you know, you're stepping out of line, it's time to get back in line. Right. Yeah. I mean, we should build each other up. Like the purpose of the church is to build one another, one another up, encourage one another, challenge one another. Mm -hmm. Like if we're living that out, then it shouldn't be a big deal to go to somebody one-on-one. Right. Yeah. No, it, it shouldn't be. But I mean, now in society, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings and then you feel bad because you hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, I know. That's a tough one. But then if they if their their feelings were hurt, then they should come to you and tell you, hey, you hurt my feelings. Hey, that's not acceptable. And we have to grow up a little bit, I think, and say, suck it up, grow up and say, you're right. That wasn't right of me. Um, What did it say to you about us as humans or people. I think we might have kind of hit that actually. We did. Yeah. Human nature. Yeah. We live in a fallen world, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, And we all have faults. And so I think that, you know, if someone, if your best friend came to you and said, hey, Kim, you know, I felt really vulnerable when you said this or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and 
because you have that relationship with them, you can say, hey, you know, I'm truly sorry that I hurt your feelings or made you feel this way. Right. Um, so I just feel like if we connect more with people yeah, in a positive way instead of coming af- after them in a negative way, right? Um, I think that would be beneficial. Yeah. It's a simple openness, really, yeah. right? Just to... Communication. Just to talk with one another. We do so little of that um, in our society, I think. Um, have you ever, just out of curiosity, have you ever witnessed the discipline of the church? Have you ever heard of any situation um, in which you kind of saw that play out or any other situation in life where you saw kind of this step-by-step process, like it was met with somebody one-on-one and then had to bring some people alongside you you know, to witness the conversation um, and then going to another level or no? Is that Not really. No. I mean, I come from a very close-knit family. We're very open with each other. We communicate very well. And so, you know, with my family, we're very strong um, and connected in that way. So not so, you so much never in get my to family. Step two. So it's never like... Right. You would never have to get to step two no, because we you're don't already allow talking. It. We don't allow it. Yeah. It just has never been, you know, even in my marriage, it's never been um, an issue because we don't allow that. We communicate. We talk things out. Even if we agree to disagree, that's right. it. You know, right? we still love each other. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking in a situation in which, like, I've had experience in my life where this did play out, um, not in a church sense, more in a smaller family community sense. Um, and I think like generally in step one, it can be handled, but sometimes we're dealing with people who have hard hearts for whatever reason, they're not able to repent. They're not able to apologize. Um, and so then I wonder like, okay, that's where I think that next step comes we should be able to resolve it, but we're not always dealing with people who are willing to resolve it either, right? Yeah, because they don't, I mean, they may not think that it it was... It was no big deal. Yeah. Like, you should be able to handle that or whatever, right? So sometimes we do encounter people, I think, that are hard-hearted against us, and then they don't have that remorse, the, you know, I'm sorry, repentance thing. Um, and I think that's important in order to resolve it, right? Yeah, yeah um, most If your definitely. feelings have been hurt, obviously. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. Was there anything else that you had in yours that um, you'd like to share or, you know, something as far as, you know, if we're going to wrap it up, a step of obedience? I just think that we need to um, have responsibility for our actions and our words towards other people. Um, And I think that it's only right to be held accountable by either the body of Christ, you know, our family, um, and the church. Yeah, I think as I was looking at my notes from one of the things um, in a commentary that I read, um, you know, like the, the early church understood the deadly consequences of tolerating sin, um, meaning deadly consequences as in relational consequences, right? Um, And not only would such tolerance 
lessen the chances of the sinner repenting. So in the sense that you go to somebody one-on-one and then you have this process, right, of going to other people, involving them, and then going to the church. Um, I think they just knew that if there was a tolerance of sin and not holding people accountable, that would damage the reputation of the church. Um, Certainly, I think the church's image, I would say, Uh, is somewhat tarnished because I don't think generally people look at the church as a whole as being a group of believers who generally get along. Right. I think the world sees us as fragmented buildings that can't get along with one another. um, That are all separate. And that are all separate. And I think even within our own small churches, we have problems, right? Yeah. People leave churches usually because they've been hurt. Um, or they don't agree with some of the things that are said are going on, right? Yeah. Um, and I just think so. If 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 we handled this better than what I think we have, where we just kind of gloss over and push it aside and under the rug kind of deal, um, I just wonder if the body of believers, you know, say in our church, if that might be exemplified, and then other churches obviously would say, "Well, wait a minute." They're handling the relational issues within their church really well. What are they doing? And then other churches, right? And eventually you get to this point where all churches, whether you're in separate buildings or not, separate denominations, at least within your body of believers in your community, you're able to work through some of these little issues. And most of the time they are. They're just little personal issues that somehow get blown up. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that the the early church knew, you know, and I think Jesus was making it clear that this is important. Very much so. These relationships speak volumes for the light that you shine outside this building or, you know, tent <laughs> right in their yeah. day. Um, so, yeah, I just think to me that was my my challenge, you know, that to do everything in my ability to make sure that I am not being the offender. Um, And if I'm offended, to go to that person and say, hey, you know, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. Uh, Whether they meant to or not, uh, you know, I can't control that. Um, And their response I can't control, but we've got kind of a blueprint for how how do we proceed through that. Most definitely, yeah. To heal and maintain unity amongst believers. Right, yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. Awesome. We're in agreement. We don't have to um, go through the step-by-step process here and bring (laughs) others in because we disagree and we are hurt. And I love it. I'm glad we get to end on that note. We're not offended today. Um, And hopefully nothing we've said offended you today, um, the listeners. But thank you for listening. Um, I just pray that God spoke to you in some way through the scriptures as you read along with us or as you read through it on your own. Have a great Monday. We will be back tomorrow. See you. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.